0: welcome back to another episode of the head at home podcast and today we have a very special guest joining us Reverse mortgages have always had an air of mystery surrounding them, both for me and my clients. That's why I've invited George Supakis, a certified reverse mortgage professional, to shed some light on this topic. With over 30 years of experience in sales and finance, George is a true expert in this field. As a loan consultant with the Reverse Division of New American Funding, George has dedicated himself to educating consumers, real estate agents, and financial advisors about the benefits of a reverse mortgage. He understands that this unique home loan product is designed to help senior homeowners age in place, buy their dream home and enhance their retirement. During our conversation today, George will guide us through the basics of reverse mortgages, exploring their benefits and potential uses and addressing common misconceptions and concerns. Whether you're a homeowner or someone curious about this financial option, this episode is for you. So without further ado, let's jump right into our interview with George, the reverse mortgage specialist and uncover the secrets behind this fashion Fascinating financial tool stay tuned welcome to the head at home podcast where we explore personal growth life strategies and interview remarkable people from real estate and mortgage professionals to small business owners
1: join us your host Andrew and Jen Gallegos as we uncover the secrets behind how top achievers smash their goals and tackle
2: challenges in today's dynamic world Get ready for a funny, inspiring, and enlightening
0: experience with captivating stories and invaluable lessons learned. Welcome to the Head at Home podcast, everyone. We are going to dive into the world of reverse mortgages today with the one and only George Supakis a certified reverse mortgage professional and an expert in the field. Thanks for being here today, George.
1: Thank you, Andrew. It's a pleasure.
0: Now, George, we've known each other for a few years now. And every time we catch up at the office, we end up talking about reverse mortgages. And I walk away from every one of those conversations having learned something new. So wanted to bring you here today because I want our audience to also learn about reverse mortgages I think that it is a very important topic, not only in our industry, but also in our communities and in our families. So um, let's start with this, just kind of understanding the basics of a reverse mortgage. So can you give us uh, just a brief overview of, you know, what a reverse Mm -hmm. mortgage is and maybe how that's different from a traditional mortgage? Absolutely. Thank you for the
1: introduction by the way too. Of course. Uh,
0: Just to give you just a brief history
1: real quick. Uh, Back in the 60s, the federal government commissioned several long-term studies to find out what happens to the people when they retire. They followed people in their 40s and 50s when they retired in their 60s and 70s. And they found out over a 20-year period that the single largest asset they own at that point was their home. Unfortunately, at that time, the only liquidity event you had for the house was to be sold. There's no other way to put liquidity into somebody's equity. Right. HILO did not exist. So the federal government thought that what if we devise a financial instrument that we can insure, so basically FHA and HUD, insures the reverse mortgage, give the homeowner the ability to put liquidity to that equity without having to sell the home. Mm. And at -hmm. the same time, without having to make the traditional monthly mortgage payment. So what we do is we defer the payment of the loan until the end of life, until the house is sold, or the last homeowner moves away for longer than 12 months, like a long-term care facility or something of that nature. So 20 years later, back in the 80s, that became a reality. It was passed uh, as a law and signed by President Reagan back in 1988, simply because He was a senior himself, he had an affinity for all senior homeowners, and he believed truly that that was an actual beneficial financial instrument backed by the federal government that would enable every retired homeowner to be able to do what? Enjoy the golden years of their lives. So that's the brief description about a reverse mortgage.
0: Okay when i think of reverse mortgages and we i've talked to you about this before too i've been in lending for 15 years i feel like i should know more mm-hmm. about them and when i got in the industry in 2010 i i think there was a, a just a negative connotation around them you know like i would hear people talk about you know i don't want to do a reverse mortgage because this is my family home and I don't want to sell it to the bank. I want to hand it off to mm-hmm. my family, but I like the benefits of the, re- the reverse mortgage. So um, maybe we can get to that and, and maybe talk about how the, the program has changed. But for now, like eligibility requirements, like how does someone even go about qualifying? Or maybe you could throw out just a few eligibility requirements. Absolutely. Very easy process.
1: We have two different reverse mortgages right now. One of them is the HECM. Okay. This is the acronym used by the federal government. It's called uh, the Home Equity Conversion Mortgage. Okay. That basically allows you to convert a portion of your equity into a, actual cash. Mm-hmm. You can use for any reason. And then over the last 10 years or so, we have what is called the private label proprietary reverse mortgages. Okay. Traditionally, they'd be called jumbos. That was for homes higher than $1 to $1.2 million because the lending limit now for HECAM is $1,089,300 in the U.S. So there was a void there for higher-priced homes in higher-priced areas. So again, because we don't have the federal government involved in everything, private label private investors actually came into the marketplace to fill that void and provide a financial instrument that would be beneficial to homeowners that have higher price values. Right now, we can issue a reverse mortgage. They still have the same guidelines, but we do have to provide them with a mortgage insurance. And we can actually issue a reverse mortgage to a home valued at $10 million. Well, whether it's a single family home or a condo. So for higher priced areas like Denver, for instance, it's a prime example to be able to utilize that tool for someone over 55 because the proprietary reverse mortgage has a lower age limit. So the age limit is fifty-five in Colorado. Okay. For the traditional HECM or the FHA insured reverse mortgage, the age limit is sixty-two. So one of the homeowners have to be sixty-two. The other one can be as young as eighteen, believe it or not, because this is the legal marrying age in the US. So we do the calculations on the age of the younger of the two borrowers. Um, Qualification is very easy. They have to use it as their primary residence. It can be a second home, it it cannot be a vacation home. And we define primary as the residence that somebody uses six months plus one day per year.
0: Okay, got it.
1: They have to be able to at least pass what is called minimum uh, financial assessment requirements. We have to use the residual income that they have every month, the net income basically after they pay for all expenses, and to make sure they have the ability and the willingness to enter into this financial transaction because that's what it is at the end. It is a financial transaction. And then they have to be able to pay taxes and insurance and maintain the property. That's it. They can stay there for the rest of their lives payment-free. And we can go through some of the specifics the different Uses of a reverse mortgage, and I give you some examples as well.
0: Yeah, I'd like to mm-hmm. hear some examples and some uses, and maybe what you're seeing is most relevant in this market right now. <laughs> um, a, a question about, you know, just the process of getting approved for a reverse mortgage—is that just the same as going through and getting like pre-approved for a traditional mortgage as well? Like they just would talk to you and you would get the documentation that you need and run everything by underwriting and then let them know? And is there any cost to that?
1: No. Okay. Everything is free that we do up front. There's yeah. no cost that charge to the client. Uh, very similar process to what we do on the forward side of loans.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: However, it's a lot easier to qualify for the reverse mortgage for a few reasons. Number one, we don't look at the FICO score. FICO okay, score so is Okay, look at
0: the credit score. No. Okay, I didn't know that. So,
1: we don't need to have a minimum FICO score to qualify as for the traditional FHA loans or for the traditional conventional loans. However, we look at the overall financial picture of the individual. We look how they use credit, Mm -hmm. number one, and their ability to maintain their financial obligations. uh, If they're able to pay their credit card payments on time. If they have installment loans, they're paid on time. And then they have to have a residual income based on the area of the country they live in. In okay. Colorado, for instance, we have for a family of one, we need $589 a month okay, to qualify. That's okay. basically it. And you can qualify for up to a million-dollar house. We can get up Making to half million.
0: a million- $589 a month. Correct. Residual,
1: residual income. income. This is the right. net income, right? right, right after right. all expenses. After so the
0: expenses are paid.
1: It's not unusual for somebody, let's say, with $2,000 social security check. Fixed income. That's it. They don't have any other assets. They don't have any other income coming in. They will be able to qualify if they live in a million dollar home who can get a three, four hundred thousand dollar reverse mortgage based on that if they have more than five hundred eighty nine dollars a month in residual income. For a couple or a family of two, that raised up to less than a thousand, just nine ninety eight. That's basically it. If they fit those requirements, then they qualify for the reverse mortgage. And in cases that, let's say, someone has uh, had some major medical expenses, life happened to them, uh, was death in the family, long illness, the required extensive care, additional expenses, uh, and the credit report wasn't very good, or they had to file for bankruptcy, whatever the case may be then we can set up an escrow account similar to what we have on the forward side Mm -hmm. it's called lisa life expectancy set aside so we put aside the taxes the property taxes that need to be paid Mm -hmm. and the insurance until they reach the age of 87.
2: Mm. okay
1: so that alleviates that additional financial stress if they don't have the money to make those payments So it it basically
0: sets aside the property taxes and the the homeowner's insurance until they turn 87 years old. Correct. Okay.
1: So that's a great financial tool to be used for homeowners that want to age in place. Let's say somebody has uh, a $1,500 Social Security fixed income a month and they live on a million dollar house and they have $5,000 a year in taxes Mm -hmm. and insurance, Mm -hmm. which is not uncommon right now in Colorado.
0: Yeah, especially with the jump recently. Correct. Yeah, it could be so even higher. It could be higher, yeah. yeah. So
1: let's say they're in the mid-70s. Let's say they're 76.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: We can set up, if there's enough equity in the house, we can set up 10 years times 5,
2: mm-hmm.
1: right? That's yeah. $50,000 plus increases every year, 25 to 2.8% because taxes will go up
2: mm-hmm.
1: in traditional markets. And at the same time, homeowners insurance most likely will go higher as well. So we set aside fifty to sixty thousand dollars to accommodate that homeowner to age in place for the next ten years. After 87, which is their life expectancy, then at some point they will be on their own to determine if they want to stay in that house or go to a different location, make some different arrangements and move on.
0: All right. Great information. Let's talk about some you know mm-hmm. benefits and potential uses. So maybe some real-life examples of what you're seeing right now.
1: This is what happened during the pandemic. Everybody knows what happened over the last two years. We have witnessed, all of us, um, these very uncomfortable scenes in nursing homes in different states, specifically New York, Uh, people being behind glass, not being able to touch their own family. And in many cases, when COVID um, was... um, in its height, I guess, uh, there was a lot of deaths in those uh, facilities. Mm -hmm. And what that did is it changed the mindset of how to deal with our family members Mm -hmm. like getting older in age, Mm -hmm. trying to figure out different ways to accommodate their needs as they age, Mm -hmm. instead of going into a nursing facility, Uh, or a nursing home, if you will, that doesn't provide the same freedom Mm -hmm. and connection they're used to having with their own families. Mm -hmm. So that mindset completely shifted over the last couple of years. So what we see now is that even kids in their 40s and 50s, thinking about their parents, their grandparents, Mm -hmm. how to insulate them as they're getting older in years. One of those situation is, how can we find a way to make them age in place and be happy doing that? Mm -hmm. So, what we use a reverse mortgage in many, many cases right now is to make their house more livable. Mm -hmm. If we need to make arrangements to accommodate a physical impairment, if you will, or difficultly, we can eliminate steps, stairs, ramps. We can install handicapped bathrooms with the money we can get out of the equity of the reverse mortgage, we can lower the cabinets in the kitchen. And at the same time give the individuals the opportunity to do what? Be happy right. aging in place. And staying in staying their home. in their own home. Yeah. Being in their yeah. own connected environment with their friends, their neighbors, their family members will be able to visit, right? So we've done a lot of those things over the last two, two and a half years. Yeah. Second one was, is we have a shift right now that families want to be closer together, geographically closer together. Uh, If we have family members, kids, and grandkids in a different state, we have seen a lot of migration either to that state Mm -hmm. from Colorado or from other states to our state as well. I've even done a couple of transactions, uh, people that move, let's say, from Thornton and Westminster to Parker simply because their grandparents didn't want to make the trip on a weekly basis, which in many cases is not that easy anymore driving up and down I-25. Right. So selling a property in Westminster, buying another property with a divorce, so we can go over that option as well, in Parker, gives them the opportunity to be closer to friends and family.
0: I like that. So the purchase side of the reverse mortgage, right? Because I think that was one of the misconceptions when I, every time that I've talked to people about it is like, I I, I want to keep my house. I don't want to sell it to the bank. I don't want to be stuck here too, you know? And then this whole purchase side of reverse mortgage is is, I think, news to a lot of people. So maybe talk about that. Like, sure. How how can you do a reverse mortgage on a purchase?
1: This is kind of a simple process. Uh, actually, the thinking um, change with the mortgagee letter back in 2009 that expanded. You know the you know the reverse mortgage that existed at that point to include you know new purchases. Why is that? They found out that about 33% of our seniors, after between ages 65 and 74. This is the go-to years, we call it. They decide that their home is no longer fit their needs. Number one, too big. Yeah. Two-story. Stairs. Large yard. Maintaining. So being an empty nester, it doesn't completely fit their needs. So they wanted to either... I call it right size. Some people call it either downsize or upsize. It doesn't matter, it's not right. That home is no longer right for the individual. So they wanted to sell it and get something that would be more suitable for their new needs, right? Right. Their new desires, they wanted to travel, they wanted to get um, their dream vacation, um, volunteer. Everything that they needed to do with their lives they haven't been able to do before simply because they were working and raising a family. Mm -hmm. So between 64, 65, and 74, that decade, I call it the go-to year. So they're gonna do all the things they haven't been able to do before. So in 2009, FHA and HUD realized that that was a need that didn't exist before. Again, they wanted to come in and fill a void mm-hmm. because we found out that our seniors were going in and buying new houses. Mm-hmm. The traditional way to buy the house is cash. Mm-hmm. You sell a home for X, you sell a house for $700,000. they want to buy another house for 700000 It's a simple transaction. It's a cash transaction because it doesn't make sense to enter into a 15- or 30-year mortgage in your 60s and 70s. So, most of the transactions that we've seen was for cash. Right. Now with the reverse, it gives them an additional option. Think about it this way. A year and a half ago, for instance, where the rates were a lot more reasonable than they are today, somebody wanted to buy an $800,000 house, they can do that by putting $400,000 down and getting a $400,000 reverse mortgage without having to make an additional payment.
0: So they keep the extra $400,000 that they would have had to put down if they bought in cash. Correct. Now they keep that 400000 and they still don't have a payment.
1: Correct, ever. As long as they live in the house and they meet the minimum loan requirements, which is to pay your property taxes, pay your insurance, HOA fees, if they do exist, and maintain the property. That's it. But imagine now having the liquidity. Right. Yeah, of an additional $400,000. And let's just say that individual is the only um, additional cash they have. They don't have any 401ks, IRAs, or any other investment accounts. And some people tell me, well, this only involves the most affluent client. And I disagree with that because it gives an opportunity. It's a viable financial tool to be used correctly for the right reasons, even for the more, wealthier clients. Let me give you an example. I had a couple that wanted to sell a $2 million home in Cherry Hills and they wanted to buy a $2 million townhome in Cherry Creek. My right. question was why? Right. You're moving like what? Three and a half miles away, right? Mm-hmm. The wife says, walkability. You can't walk anywhere in Cherry Hills. I love my house. I love my neighbors. But everywhere I have to go, I have to get in my car and drive. Mm-hmm. I can't walk anywhere else. Go for coffee, I have to drive. For lunch, I have to drive. Shopping, I have to drive. If we move to Cherry Creek, I can walk everywhere. Mm -hmm. All my friends meet in Cherry Creek for lunch. Wonderful, right? Easy transaction. But the husband wanted, now that they retired, both in the early 70s, said, I want to buy a second home for a million dollars in Scottsdale. Let's go to Scottsdale two, three months out of the year, play golf when the winter is really Mm -hmm. uh, bad here in Colorado. They don't ski anymore. So the first thing he does calls his financial advisor. and He says, this is what I'm doing. I'm selling my house in Cherry Hills, buying $2 million home in Cherry Creek, liquidating another million dollars on my investments. I don't want to have a payment. I want to pay cash for my house in Scottsdale. Fortunately, this financial advisor is one that I talked to in the past. We had interactions. We did some other transactions together in the reverse space. And he says, well, have you thought about using a reverse mortgage to buy one property, the primary here in Cherry Creek? He says, no, reverse mortgages are for people that don't have any money. We do have some money. So I don't want to use a reverse mortgage. The real estate agent, of course, in the transaction, heard about the reverse mortgages. He was not happy either because, my goodness, I'm not going to make an offer in Cherry Creek with a reverse mortgage, right? Right. At the end of the story, all of us met together. Mm-hmm. I put a proposal together. how that made sense for the client. Presented the proposal to the real estate agent, the clients, and the financial advisor, and it was pretty simple. We used the million dollars as a down payment from the sale of the home in Cherry Hills to purchase the house in Cherry Creek. We got one million dollar reverse mortgage.
0: Okay. Yeah. So they the remaining cash.
1: million dollars they had in cash they pay cash for the property in, in Scottsdale. Scottsdale. Here are the benefits. Number one, they um, saved themselves a little bit over $200,000 in capital gains mm. because they didn't have to create a, a taxable event by liquidating oh, yep. $1 oh, million, million in their, okay. their investment. Their investments, right? It gave them an opportunity to, to purchase $3 million worth of properties, 2 million in Cherry Creek, 1 million in Scottsdale, with only 2 million in cash. And at the end of the day, the client had only one question for the financial advisor. He said, Can you make me more of a return in that million that I'm paying in interest right now? He says, We already have doubled that over the last five years. Done. In 30 days later, we closed for the house in Cherry Creek.
0: Fantastic example. That's a great story what are the cons then like that client if he's saying this it sounds like pro 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 like what's the what's the negative aspect of it
1: i want everybody to think about it this way it's a long term solution if a client says this is a, sh- a short term solution for me i want to get money for the next year or two right it doesn't make sense because the upfront costs are higher than the traditional mortgage okay okay So, let's say we have a million dollar house, the largest expense right now, in terms of cost, is mortgage insurance. Mm -hmm. It's insured by FHA. The mortgage insurance is 2% of the appraised value. So, we have a million dollar home, that's $20,000 that will be added to the loan. They don't have to pay it up front, it just added to the loan, to the balance of the loan. 20000 that's a lot of money. So, if somebody says, I'm thinking about moving next year, selling my house and moving to Florida, Let's find another financial instrument that will create the path that you want to go to without that additional expense. Because once you pay the mortgage insurance and you sell the the house a year from now, five
0: months from now, you don't get that money back. Okay. So that's where the bank benefits.
1: It's it, not the bank. That money goes the- to the insurance fund that's managed by Congress. Okay. Keep Keep in mind that this is insured by the federal government. It's a non recourse loan. What does that mean? That means that no matter what happens to the property values, the homeowner, the heirs, or anybody else involved with the property, they will never owe more or have additional financial obligations than the actual value of that collateral. Let's just say we have a half a million dollar loan that grows to a million dollars over 25 30 years, and the property. At that point, we have another financial crisis. It drops down 50% in 12 months. The property value now is half a million. We have a million dollar loan. The heirs of that property, they have a choice. Traditionally, they sell the property, pay off the reverse mortgage like any other mortgage, and whatever equity we have left, that goes back to the trust or it goes back to the heirs. In this case... We have a million-dollar loan, half a million-dollar appraised value on the property. So, we're half a million dollars upside down. Mm-hmm. Because this is a non-recourse loan, it protects the homeowners and the heirs for any future financial obligations. So, you call the lender, you give him the keys, and you walk away. The mortgage insurance kicks in, mm-hmm. pays the lender full that million dollars. So, the lender has zero risk. So there's no incentive. A lot of people tell me the bank wants to actually get the house, and the only way to do that is with a reverse mortgage. That's not true. It's absolutely false. What's the incentive from the lender to do that? If he knows for a fact, no matter what happens to the value of that collateral, he will get reimbursed 100% with zero risk.
0: And has that changed then, like prior to 2009? (laughs) Would the bank own the house no matter what if a client did a reverse mortgage? Here's
1: the misconception about the reverse mortgages. When people talk about there's no payment required, Mm -hmm. they think about all kinds of payments tied to that home. Mm -hmm. For instance, Mm -hmm. property taxes. Right. Property taxes are mandatory to be paid whether you have a mortgage on the property or not. Homeowner's insurance, also mandatory. If you don't pay that, then something bad will happen. If you don't pay your property taxes for two years, what's the next step?
0: The the property, the county would try and take the house, right? Exactly. Because, yeah.
1: Exactly. So,
0: you know, liens against the property.
1: Right. So, the obligations that we have, because we are homeowners, are there regardless if we have a mortgage or not. The way that we make those payments on the forward side of mortgages, we set up an escrow account that we collect a portion of that payment every month yeah. to pay taxes, to pay your insurance for the whole year.
0: And, and is that new? No, like, it's okay. always been so there. So it's always been It's like always that. been there. Okay. But
1: the bad thing about it is, think about it this way. If a property needs to be foreclosed because of non-payment of property taxes and somebody founds out finds out that during the process there was a reverse mortgage attached to the property. Mm -hmm. Everybody says, my goodness, the bank is foreclosing on the property Mm -hmm. because of the reverse mortgage to steal the property from the homeowner.
0: That can be nothing further from the truth.
1: It's completely false.
0: Did it used to be the truth though? Like back in before 2009, okay. But
1: a lot of people, uh, think about the silent generation and the baby boomer generation to some extent. We have a a generation that grew up in the 20s, 30s, and 40s. Traditionally, the husband made the financial decisions and paid the bills. So if the wife Mm -hmm. knew that we got a reverse mortgage, that doesn't require a monthly payment in the traditional sense. Mm -hmm. In many cases, when the husband passed, The spouse did not know that he was making the monthly payments or yearly payments to the homeowner's insurance and pay the taxes once or twice. She thought no payments, there's no payments required of any sort. So the disconnect happens when that becomes a reality and we don't have enough education in the system to let us know that, and I tell all my clients over and over again, if they are used to a traditional mortgage, it's a new set of reality right now, right? Mm-hmm. That we need to pay. You have to think that if your property tax bill comes in, you have to make either one or two payments in Colorado. or mm-hmm. your insurance, homeowners insurance is due, you have to make arrangements to pay it yourself. Mm-hmm. The lender, in the traditional sense, cannot make that payment unless there's a need from the homeowner, as we discussed earlier, because of financial hardships and uh, not enough income to do so.
0: Gotcha. Okay.
1: Does that answer the question? Yeah. Does that make it does a little bit more sense.
0: It does. I mean, it, it sounds like the education hasn't always been there, and from you know the lending side, um, but it sounds like that's coming around now. You know, and it sounds like you yes. put an emphasis on making sure that if you're getting someone into a reverse mortgage. They know, you know, the pros and the cons. um, Absolutely. And the risks. Absolutely. And
1: another thing that happens right now is we have mandatory counseling, they call it. Okay. So that's a third-party agency that is approved and licensed by HUD to provide exactly the information that you and I are discussing right now to the homeowner.
0: Is that required? Required.
1: Absolutely required on every HECM and proprietary loan. It doesn't matter if it's a jumbo or not. It's required prior to ordering any services. Mm -hmm. In many cases, and in some states, you you cannot even sign an application without that certificate has been issued Gotcha. first. That's good. So that's a safeguard they are put in place to make sure that everybody's aware that this, this is still a financial obligation that this individual has, right, moving forward. It's not free money, it's still a loan. The way that it's paid back is the difference between a traditional loan and a reverse loan. The reverse is deferred payment, like a balloon payment, if you will, at the end of life when you sell the house or you move away for longer than 12 months.
0: But if you've got equity in the house, then you're fine. You've got options, right? Absolutely. Like the heirs have the option to sell and take that equity. Absolutely. It's not the banks. Absolutely. And I think that's what I always thought was that you know just the bank owned it regardless, but from what you're saying is it is similar to a traditional mortgage, but the difference is that, like you said, it's deferred payments Correct. you know, and the costs are just added onto to that loan amount, right' exactly. so instead of you just paying that every month, it's exactly. like, hey, we're just adding this this lump sum onto the loan balance, but in most situations if you're getting into a reverse mortgage, whether it's on the house that you own, well, I guess in every situation, whether it's on the house that you own or the house that you're purchasing, you have to have a certain amount of equity heading into that, right? Absolutely. Does that does that loan to value percentage, in mm. other words, does that equity amount um, like fluctuate depending on the situation or it is does. there like a set amount? That's okay, a great it question. Fluctuates? It does. Okay. does.
1: Um, we have three actual metrics that we use altogether. One of them is the age of the younger borrower. Okay. The older someone is, the more money available to them yeah. in the reverse mortgage. second one is the value of the property. Mm-hmm. It's a percentage of a million dollars. If it's 50%, it will be the same 50% of a half a million dollar property or a $200,000 property. The third one, which is very relevant to what's happening in our industry today, are interest rates. Right. The reverse mortgage of the ability to calculate how much somebody qualifies for is tied to the 10-year treasury. Okay. So the higher the 10-year treasury is, the less money available to the homeowner. Okay. If we flip that on the purchase side, the higher the 10-year treasury is, in very simple terms, the larger the down payment requirement. Okay. So those two go together. Okay. So what's happening right now is 14 months ago we had 10-year treasury about less than 1%. Now we're approaching five. Mm-hmm. So 14 months ago, somewhat 62, they needed to have about 50% equity in their home to enter into a reverse mortgage. I want to make sure that everybody understands. If there's not a net benefit to the client, mm-hmm. we will never recommend a reverse mortgage. Mm-hmm. It has to be a net benefit to the client. Right. Right now, the rates being in the sevens, approaching 8%, yeah. and the 10-year treasury close to five.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Prime is about eight and a half, which doesn't make the situation a little better. The LTV, the loan-to-value, if you will, has decreased from 50% down to between 30 and 35%. Okay. So someone has to have at least 65% equity position in the house to qualify for that, or have about 65 to 70% down payment to purchase another house with a reverse mortgage still the benefit is that imagine buying a house a 30 percent discount yeah imagine yeah. buying a house a million dollars right but instead of putting a million dollars cash you put seven hundred thousand dollars down payment and get a three hundred thousand dollar reverse mortgage got it there's still a benefit okay. there and another thing i want to mention real quick is in this environment the best use of a reverse mortgage is for people that don't actually need one. What Tell do me I mean more. by that?
2: Yeah, what do you mean?
1: Let's just say somebody has a million house, a million dollar home free and clear. Right. We talk to them, it doesn't make any sense, I don't need the money, I have investments, I have this, I have the other, that's great. So they have a million dollars in equity that's not liquid. Mm-hmm. What we can do, let's tap and start a reverse line of credit. Similar to a HELOC, if you will, you don't need to get it now. You don't have to to let it sit there. Let's just say we can start the line of credit at Mm
2: $400,000.
1: The unique feature of a line of credit within a reverse mortgage is that it has a growth factor attached to it. What does that mean? That money, that $400,000, right now it will grow about 8.5% a year, tax free.
0: How does that work?
1: Well, if the money is not used, every year that goes by, the individual is a year older. So, he is entitled oh. to get slightly more money back. Oh, okay. Again, it's attached to the 10-year treasury, the index that we use, which is the CMT, uh, constant maturity treasury that we use, plus the margin that we have, plus a half a percent of mortgage insurance that's added every month. Right now, it's about 8.5%. That's the growth factor. So, $400,000 line of credit will grow, let's say, about, about what? $35,000 a year. Right. So, we have four thirty five, dollars It will continue to grow. This is the key factor. Independent of what's happening with the value of the property. It doesn't matter if the property values go up or go down.
0: Now, is there the option to not access those funds then? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. So it's just available in case you need it.
1: For any reason. The,
0: and in the case that you need it, correct, you can use it. Correct. But in the case that you don't need it, you don't need to use it, and then those fees don't apply. Correct. Let me give you an example about that.
1: What we've seen changing over the last two years with COVID again is a lot more people wanted to be able to participate, if you will, in whatever money they gifted, whether it's family, the mm-hmm. church, another charitable organization, or a cause that they felt very passionate about, we have some clients that said, "I want to donate twenty thousand i mean two hundred thousand dollars to build an orphanage in Ghana mm-hmm. and I'm going to be able to enjoy that process mm-hmm. how many lives it actually changes. Can I take money out of?" my equity now. I'm going to leave the house to my charity of choice or to my church. When I pass, they can sell it and then they can take the funds and do whatever they need to do. But what if I were able to get that money to them sooner and be able to join them in that effort to build that orphanage, to build that school in Ghana, if we've done that? Another thing is someone said, I want to donate, uh, I want to help my kids because I have two sons, they have kids in college, my grandkids have a million dollar house free and clear. They're going to get a house when when I pass, right? What if I'm able to give them some of that equity now, pass it on to them, join together to find out what they're going to do with that money, whether it's to pay for college, to get a new car, get a dream vacation family vacations are huge right now. Generational vacation, they call it. Take the kids and the grandkids together. Yeah. So we're able to do that as well. It doesn't need to be specified what to do without money.
0: Okay. So in gifting funds to family through the reverse HELOC, and I'm sorry, what, is, what is exactly is that called? The
1: reverse line of credit. The
0: reverse line of credit. Um, so, they don't take a tax hit then like they would- It's not
1: taxable income. It's not
0: it's taxable income. It's still a loan. Income. Okay.
1: It's, it's a loan against loan. somebody's okay. property. Gotcha. It's not a taxable income.
0: Okay. And so, the benefit of um, the, that type of loan, it, the reverse line of credit, compared to just a regular HELOC, is that the reverse line of credit is going to grow Number as one. they get older? Yeah. It they grows every
1: longer. year, regardless of what happens to the property value. Okay. Number two is it doesn't require a monthly payment. The oh, HELOC yeah. does. If yep. you access that money, okay. you have to pay it back. Okay. Whether you pay it back on a monthly basis, you pay the interest alone, fixed, whatever the case is, it requires a monthly repayment. This one does not. But if you don't use that $400,000 HELOC, let's say for the next 10 years, yeah. just going to use it yes. just as an example, that $400,000 will become $800,000. This is $800,000 that will be available to the homeowner within 48 hours for any reason. Interesting. All of it at once or a portion of it. Okay. In addition to that, if we have to that point, they can use the money for, let's say, for medical expenses. They can use the money for home care. They can use the, mon- the money for monthly income. We can schedule a payment to the homeowner either for a term of years that they want to do and I would explain that a little further, or for life. They can make, they can draw $1,000, $1,500, $2,000 a month from their equity to supplement their income for the rest of their
0: life. So they're basically taking a loan out from their equity without needing a payment. Correct. Okay. Do, is that common? It is. Like, yeah. Okay.
1: Let me give you an example. Let's say we have a couple, um, both of them are, let's say, 65. they want to take an early retirement, but they want to continue, not apply for Social Security benefits until they reach the maximum age, which is 70. Okay. But they have a five-year gap. Right. I want to retire today at 65, but I need my $3,000 a month mm-hmm. Social Security to be able to do that. Right. Well... Here's an option. We can structure a payment for the five-year term mm. if there's enough equity in somebody's home to take out that $3,000 payment, mm. allow this individual to retire now, and then five years from now, when he turns 70, then we stop.
0: You turn it off. So you can you turn, turn it, it on off. and off.
1: Absolutely. We can turn it on and off every single month, every 30 days, basically.
0: N- now, will <clears> the... Uh... What if home values fluctuate? Like, does it continue to get reappraised or no. is okay? So it's no. just the appraisal that's done at the time. At application. At application. Correct. That's what it is. Okay.
1: Here's the benefit though. Um, every 12 months, FHA says that we can actually review a reverse mortgage and find out if a refinancing of that reverse mortgage will be beneficial to the client. And we have to comply with a specific test supplied to us, all lenders, basically, by FHA. The minimum requirements for that is we have to have a net benefit to the client in terms of closing costs, five times the closing costs. So we, we can do a refi to generate commissions, basically. It has to be a net benefit for the client. Right. If there's a lower rate, mm-hmm. higher valuation that we had in Colorado for the last three, four years... Mm-hmm. It was a perfect example, and I've done several refinances over the last three, four years in Colorado simply because it was the perfect environment for the client to benefit from that. Right. Lower rates, increased values, they can access more funds out of the equity so we can monetize that equity a little bit more. Okay. And another thing that it's been really, really uh, front uh, and center over the last two years, everybody that's followed the stock market, you know, last year both stocks and bonds, for the first time in a very long time, decades, both of them were down on the same calendar year. Hmm. If you're just in stocks, we're probably down between 20 to 24%. Bonds on the other side, very conservative portfolio, was down between 14 and 17%. So let's assume an individual homeowner that retired wanted to make, to take withdrawals out of their investment account. Your IRA for 1K, if your account is down 20%, even if you start from a million dollars or a half a million dollars in investments and you have made the calculations to last you that long for the rest of your life, your account now is worth 20% less. Mm-hmm. Does it make sense to liquidate funds no. when the market is down? That's called the sequence of return risks. So what we do with financial advisors and planners and real estate agents as well to find out if we have a down market, more than 2%. Mm-hmm. Don't touch your investment account. Mm. Allow it to recover. It almost always does. And at the same time, if you need the thirty, forty thousand $40,000, whatever you need to maintain your lifestyle now, let's take that out of your equity. If we do that four times, over the next 30 years, you'll be able to see a dramatic difference. And so we have a calculation that we do that uh, to show what happens to that investment account, your portfolio and the equity that you can leave to the heirs.
0: Well, it sounds like talking to a reverse mortgage specialist like you, is just good practice any time you are thinking of liquidating funds from an investment account, Absolutely. Like at least just have the conversation. My advice is
1: always free. Uh, I don't charge for anything. My time, I'm available for everybody that wants to give me the opportunity to explain to them how or why to give them the benefits and the costs of using that equity as an actual asset. As an asset,
0: yeah. And just to help, their financial planner understand that situation as well. Do financial planners, are they pretty savvy about reverse mortgages? They're not. Okay.
1: They're not. Uh, Traditionally, because this is not a financial instrument that they can actually offer themselves, they tend to shy away. Yeah. In many cases, there's been in the past compliance issues. Yeah. Simply because they didn't consider that asset to be a liquid asset. Mm -hmm. Now, over the last five to six years, we have seen that mentality is shifting. Yeah. What I mean by that is all of a sudden now we have that asset class by itself, which is the primary residence, right? Mm-hmm. And now we can use that if we can monetize that class, that asset, into the retirement income planning. Mm. So what they do is they take the asset that until now it wasn't actually in the calculations that they did. And now they say, okay, we can actually put liquidity into that asset. And how that liquidity can change my client's longevity Mm -hmm. because everybody wants to make sure they don't run out of money. That's the number one thing. I don't want to be able, I want to be able to live my life to the fullest without running out of money. That's the number one thing. And number two is cash flow. How can I maintain my lifestyle now moving forward for the next 25, 30 years, 35 years without having to make a lot of cuts? And we find out, even last year in Colorado, all the additional increases that we had, energy increases, inflation, cost of living, property values, insurance, Insurance, gas. So for somebody that is used to living their life on a fixed income, because most of our retired people live on a fixed income, it's very hard to be able to maintain that standard of living that you were used to until a couple of years ago. Yeah. So now what we say, okay, if you're not able to make your monthly payments and someone here is in a position now to decide, do I pay my homeowner's insurance or put foot on the table? It doesn't make sense to have equity there that can be liquid to help you move through those challenges, financial challenges right now, that we can actually live there.
0: Yeah. I think that's a good option that people should consider. And at least, like like I mentioned before, at least have a conversation to understand what the options are. And just another reason, you know, with understanding yeah. these reverse mortgage benefits, just another reason to get into home ownership In general, too, you know, because if you're a lifelong renter and you get to that point of, um, you know, retirement and wanting to maintain a lifestyle and still, you know, keep up with all of your bills. I mean, it's nice to know that you can access some of that equity, defer the payments and, you know, increase your cash flow that way. How do you use a reverse mortgage to buy your dream home?
1: What a great question. Actually, I have a C course that I teach here in Colorado approved by Dora for financial advisors and also, you know, real estate agents and realtors to show them how to enter into this new market with a baby boomer buyer. Mm-hmm. Ten thousand people retire every single day. Ten thousand. And that will continue to happen for the next 15, 20 years. We're aging uh, faster, we're living longer. So, the needs of that aging generation is going to change over the next fifteen, twenty years. It's a very underserved market, as we said earlier, you know about twenty five to thirty percent of those baby boomers will actually become the new buyers mm-hmm. and right now, that generation is the second largest buyer next to the millennials, of course,
2: mm-hmm.
1: in the market today mm-hmm. and because they have The largest amount of equity or housing wealth, I call it, almost $12 trillion, they have the ability to buy that dream home without making too many other concessions. Mm -hmm. In the traditional sense, it was a cash transaction. As we said earlier, it doesn't make sense to get a 30-year loan at 70 or 75. So it was a lateral move. If it was... To upsize and buy your dream home, buy your home next to the golf course, um, seaside, whatever the case may be, and allow you the opportunity to do that now by not using all the cash from the sale of the departing residence, save some of that money, use a reverse mortgage, buy your next dream home, and you don't have to make a single payment back as long as you live in the property pay your property taxes, insurance, and maintain the
0: property as well. And the taxes and the insurance can be set aside in an escrow account anyway. Correct. You mentioned the CE course that you do. Um, so how often, I and I, I'd like to do one of those with you too. I'll be you. happy to do it. Okay. Very I'll,
1: simple. Yeah. We set up a date uh, that's available to either me and you or both of us together. Yeah. Uh, we create uh, a flyer for that event with a registration link. Um, it's usually done in our branches here in Colorado. We can do it at Greenwood Village or in any other location. We can even go. I do VIP courses for specific teams, if you will, okay. within a brokerage. Okay. They say, I have five members of my team. Can you come and do a class for me? I'll be happy to do it. It's approved by Dora. It's a great event. People love it. Realtors love it because it opens up their minds, A, how to create new listings in this very challenging market, which is... Reason number one, to get it done. You need to find out where the baby boomers live. You need to find out how you can market to those baby boomers. How to help them buy their dream home. Mm -hmm. How to help them say, I have a solution. I have a path for you. How to sell that two-story, 35-hundred-square-foot house that you have now, and we can buy your ideal dream home, patio home, on the 18th hole on... At the Glenmore <laughs> or some other golf course, right? Mm-hmm. This is what you need to do. Find a path how to get it done. At the same time, it gives you the ability to buy a significant discount, even if right now it's only 30
0: to 35%. When it seems like it's such a, well, you mentioned the baby mm-hmm. boomer market. You said it's the second largest or the baby boomer, uh, what would that be, age range? Yeah is yeah. this it, they're the second largest buyers correct. in this market right correct. now. I feel like it's very that's unknown. It is right? unknown and it's hard to um I guess it's hard to access. So I think if realtors are equipped with the benefits they can help sell that correct. yeah to that market.
1: What's happening in major cities right now we have a very tight inventory. Right. Especially here in Colorado and you know Denver metro. Yeah. Part of the issue I think this is my personal opinion of course is that Baby boomers have not been able to make a decision to move. Basically, they've been paralyzed. Part of that was the year and a half mm-hmm. due to COVID, right? Nobody right. wanted to move, and when everybody came back to normal life, now they see the interest rate environment. Mm-hmm. The price was that we had last summer, my goodness. Mm-hmm. Paying fifty, sixty, seventy, eighty thousand dollars over asking price, mm-hmm. appraisal waivers as well, which is mm-hmm a precedent yeah. in Colorado. So now they're saying, if they do have a small mortgage left, I have a house here that I'm paying 3%. If I want to get another house that I still need to get a mortgage, mm-hmm. I'm looking at an 8 7.5% range. And I said, uh, that's not that's not good enough for me right now. So they stay put. Yeah, The interest rate makes a difference on the reverse side, but not so much because it doesn't require a monthly payment. So it's a secondary issue,
0: if you will. Now, <laughs> we could talk on this for so long. I, I that's, can talk that, all day. That's great information. Where, um, like, where mm-hmm. could our listeners find you? I'll I'll put a link to your website as well. Would that be the best place? Yes. Yeah. To reach best out place. To you on your website.
1: Reach out on my website. Um, you can email me. You can text me. My number is there as well. Yeah. Uh, I'm always available. I answer my calls. Uh, and I will always answer my email or any text that somebody sends me. Any information, I'll be happy to assist. Yeah. And in many cases, people call me and ask me questions. I have my family member, mm-hmm. my dad, my mom, my my grandparents. They're thinking about doing this. What do you think? Yeah. I will give them my honest opinion, and then they can make their own decision.
0: Well, George, I think this is all great information. Um, anything else you want to add here before we finish up?
1: I just want to say one thing. Think of the reverse mortgage as a lifestyle loan for anybody over 55. It's a viable financial tool that can be a life-changing event moving forward.
0: And on that, I want to thank you for listening. Like us, subscribe, comment, communicate with us. Give us a review on Apple Podcasts. We really appreciate all of you and we'll see you next time.